Welcome to the Luxury Listing Specialist Podcast with Michael Lafito, where top luxury agents reveal their best practices, plus interviews with real estate industry influencers, thought leaders, and luxury marketing experts. You'll come away from each episode with new strategies and tactics to dominate high-end homes in any market. And now for the latest episode of Luxury Listing Specialist. Here's your host, luxury real estate expert, coach, and trainer, Michael Lafito. Welcome back to another episode of the Luxury Listing Specialist podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lafito. You are in the right place, whether you're a beginning agent, a top agent, a rock star agent, but you're looking for more tools and resources to differentiate yourself and to increase your average sale price of a home that you represent. Just a reminder, luxury, it's all relative. We define luxury homes as three times whatever the average sale price is for your given market. So if you don't have the big McMansion, multi-million dollar properties, this is the right podcast for you because it's all relative. Again, my name is Michael Lafito. You can find our previous podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. Look it up, Luxury Listing Specialist. Or you can go to our website, LuxuryListingPodcast.com, where you can download previous episodes. I'm really excited about today's guest. Um, we've Again, if you feel like you uh, can nominate somebody that would be a great guest, please do so. You can send me an email, Michael at MarketingLuxuryGroup.com, Michael at MarketingLuxuryGroup.com. But uh, we've had different different guests that are contributors, they're either luxury agents or they're just thought leaders, and I'm really excited. We actually followed up with this guest more so than any other guest um, because we, we, we know all the value and the experience he brings. So um, with that being said, um, we have with us today Sharon Servista. I'm butchering the name, but help me out with the last name. Yeah, Srivatsa. Srivasta, Sharon Srivasta, and um, my goodness, this bio, I could, I could speak for 10 minutes on the experience he brings to the table, but Sharon is the CEO of Kingston Lane, a push-button technology execution platform for real estate. Um, most recently, Sharon grew TELUS properties by 10 times, 10x over five years, and architect its acquisition by national powerhouse Douglas Elman. He's a former Goldman Sachs banker and Silicon Valley entrepreneur, and he sought out a keynote speaker and contributed top media publications globally, in addition to being an investor and advisor to various cutting-edge technology companies. He's been featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur, CNBC, Wall Street Journal, Success, Inman News, and more. He's a founder of the 5 a.m. club with thousands of active members. We'll have him talk to us a little bit about that. And um, today's show, we're going to really focus on, um, for the broker owners, the team owners, on you know developing an exit strategy, which we've never talked on one of our podcasts. So we'll talk about developing a strategy. But without further ado, I just, uh, Sharon, I wanted to uh, welcome you. Uh, your time is valuable, like all our guests. And thanks for making time for us today. Uh, Michael, thank you for having me. And I, I want to make sure that people know how much it takes to... Uh, find the guests, put the guests on, have a conversation, and get the podcast out, the show, the show out, so that you can reach and give back to the community that you serve. So I just want to thank you for putting all the effort in and creating the show. Well, I appreciate it, and you can appreciate that too because you you host your own podcast. Uh, so what what is that? Um, how can they find out about that podcast? It's the million dollars. Yeah. So. Paper, every- right? 
Yeah, it's the Million Dollar Playbook. So it's milliondollarplaybook.com. But everything that, if anybody wants to kind of get a sense of everything, it's just my first name. It's Sharon.com, S-H-A-R-R-A-N.com. And that gives you the gateway to everything. And all the resources are free. And it's just our, our, our way of uh, contributing and paying it forward. And and Sharon does pay it forward. So I first heard Sharon at the Inman Luxury event, which is known as uh, Luxury Connect. Um, if you haven't attended one of those events, I'm a big proponent. It's in October of 2018. But uh, I saw him present on the exit strategy and uh, he did a great job. And so I reached out to him afterwards and just said, hey, we'd love to have you on. And, um, you know, here we are. And so really thank you for your time and um, first off, the 5 a.m. club. Tell us a little bit about the 5 a.m. club and and why you created it and and, and um, a little bit about it. Yeah, for sure. So um, if there's anything that I've accomplished in my life, uh, Michael, it is it, anything in our part, like outside of my family, it would be the 5 a.m. club. And I'll tell you why. About, uh, uh, about three years ago, I was very sick. And my doctors told me and realized from my blood work that, I ended up having better help, uh, at least for my blood work-wise, in the morning than in the evenings. And so my doctor who said, hey, Sharon, I think you should stay awake earlier or, you know, wake up earlier so you just shift your day upwards. And I said, you know, how early? He said, you know, start your day at five, just move your day up. And so I was not a very early riser. So I said, okay, well, let me see how I can do this 5 a.m. thing. So I, I texted three people who I knew best, my three good friends, and I said, Hey, my doctor's given me this challenge. He thinks I will live longer if I do this. Would you be my accountability partner where I will call you at 5 a.m. for five minutes? And so that my, my three friends said, Sean, that's sure it's kind of weird because I don't know what you're going to tell us at 5 a.m. for five minutes. And I said, oh, I promise I'll make it, I'll make it inspirational or I'll make it a good anecdote or I'll make it humorous. Or I'll make it worth your while for five minutes. And so the three of them got on for the first week and we had, and I shared a message every morning at 5 a.m. Pacific time. And then the three people said, you know what, this is kind of decent. Sharon, do you mind if we invite others? And I didn't really care because it was a conference call line. So the three people invited 10, 10 became 30, 30 became 300. And today we have over 1,800 people on the call every morning, five for five minutes at 5 a.m. and seven days a week. So it's a pretty amazing, almost a movement where, Michael, it's not just, it, I do it, I would do it if there were nobody on the call, but I do it so that I can stay alive and, and be healthier. But uh-huh. uh, there have been some insane transformations where uh, one of my friends has been on the call, used the call as an anchor to actually lose over 100 pounds. And just stories like that really inspire me to, to wake up and do the, do the call every single morning. So if anybody wants to check it out, it's free, of course. Uh, it's 5amclub.net, the, the number 5, 5amclub.net. And uh, you join an amazing community of just entrepreneurs, high achievers. We have a couple of billionaires on the call. Uh, they come in every morning at 5am just to listen to a five-minute message to kick off their days. Uh, what a great way. I'm a big believer in affirmations. So stuff, you know, reading things and, you know, affirmations before bed, but also to start your day. And so this is a great way to start your day. So thanks for sharing that. What a great resource. Um, and tell us a little bit about, um, I know you mentioned Sharon.com is where they can find out more information about you, but tell us a little bit more about your million dollar playbook podcast. Yeah. So, uh, um, 
you know, you know, Michael, the, when, when I got into the real estate business uh, by accident, I found that there was this, uh, there was this, uh, this, this amazing goal that every single agent wanted to aspire to. And whether you are in the high end or whether you are cranking out tons of units in Minneapolis, Minnesota, it didn't matter. Everybody wanted to achieve this million-dollar GCI. They wanted to become a million-dollar producer. And it may sound like making a million dollars just because you're in the Beverly Hills market is easy enough, but not really, right? We only hear the success story. So I thought that wouldn't it be amazing to create a show, um, a podcast, video shows, anything that I can do to create this millionaire agent. And so we called it the Million Dollar Playbook, and it's very specific uh, tips, tools, strategies, uh, you know, technology, psychology to, to become that million-dollar agent. And it may just be something as simple as, hey, here's a script that I used on text message to generate you know, to, to reactivate a thousand leads, or here's what, here are the three things that you say in a listing appointment that sets you apart. I mean, uh, I wish everybody would go through your certification program so that they can go in and be a great luxury listing agent. Uh, but the, the warm up to that is probably one of my podcasts or one of my videos where it's, everything is under five minutes and to give someone simple, quick, tactical resources so that they can implement it in their business right away. Like it, I like it, and and if you haven't noticed, um, you know, Sharon's got a very similar uh, philosophy as I do, and that's lead with a giving hand. You know, put put enough good stuff out there, and good things happen to you. I feel like real estate, especially, there's a scarcity mindset where, hey, if I'm with you know X and you know X Y Z brokerage, I can't learn from somebody at ABC brokerage, and and you know you you know that's not true because we were talking offline, Sharon, and I know it's not true, but unfortunately, many many agents or brands have that scarcity mindset. So just give, 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 and good things will happen. There's enough business out there. And um, I, I have that philosophy, and I know you do, and you're such a giver. So thank you for being a giver. Yeah, of course. No, I'm, I'm happy to do it. And I'll tell you, uh, uh, Michael, there's a lot of people who have uh, created and given me a platform to succeed and never asked for anything in return. And regardless of what I do, I will never be able to pay it forward enough. So I'm, I'm just super glad that I get a chance to do it. Yeah. Well, you do a great job at it. So thank you. Um, so why don't we, what we're going to do now is we're going to make the transition and, and talk a little bit about the exit strategy. And then at the end, I want to hear more about your new venture, of course, um, and hear about Kingston, Kingston Lang and uh, hear more about that push button technology and, and where folks can find out more and then how they can get a hold of you too. So we'll do that you know, after um, you know, the main topic for today, which is basically developing an exit strategy. So if you're a broker owner, a, a large team, even a top producing agent, you know, developing an exit strategy is really important. And this is where I heard you speak on this topic, as, as I mentioned, at the Inman Luxury Conference, known as Luxury Connect. And so if you wouldn't mind, um, <clears throat> talk, talk to me a little bit about you know, the, the exit strategy, I mean, we're talking really about high-end and luxury properties. So, 
So a, a nice transition before we go into the exit strategy a little bit is, you know, your finger on the pulse. You do some traveling, you have some consulting, you're Kingston Lane, you deal with agents all across the country. And, you know, what are you seeing in the luxury marketplace? Again, we define luxury for our certification as three times whatever the average sale price is for any given market. But, but you know, here we are in, in June of, of 2000, by the time the show is, is released, it's going to be June of 2018. And what are you seeing overall now that we're, you know, about halfway through 2018, you know, from a United States perspective, you know, 10,000-foot view, are you seeing the luxury market, you know, speaking in generalities, is the market soften? Is it with the new tax laws? Is it, is it, is it, are you seeing more sales? I mean, tell me a little bit about um, what you're seeing from a luxury perspective, you know, as far as is it trending warmer or is things slowing down? Yeah, I think it's a great question. Uh, the, the, big, the big thing that I'm seeing is uh, there is um, folks that took advantage of the the market coming back over the last kind of 24 to 36 months have dramatically benefited for two reasons. Number one, uh, the uh, most most people in luxury, most bu- luxury buyers, uh, two things have been very, very uh, um, pinpointed for them. Number one is, uh, to me, the luxury market is always based on, a lot of times people talk about luxury market. To me, a luxury market is actually always based around the ability for a buyer to actually buy. The buyer, in a lot of ways, actually sets the tone for a luxury market as opposed to sellers. And so, uh, because so if two things have been true over the last 24 to 36 months. Number one, the job market has been good for uh, the the average person, and if the job market is generally good for the average person, the uh, you know kind of the senior executives and entrepreneurs have done better, creating creating kind of you know net worth and wealth, and so they've that has translated into bigger lifestyle. So that's number one. Number two, the stock market has done really well, so that's given that's made the average person feel richer in their portfolio, so they feel like they can afford more, and those two things have dramatically driven. Uh, the growth and the purchases and the velocity of luxury markets around around the country. However, uh, just just piggybacking on that, just just more demand in the luxury market, as you all know, is is driving prices up a little bit. And I think we've reached a point where uh, the market is not soft, Michael, but the market is is very sensitive. And if and I like it, it, the sensitive market is good because it, it basically says, hey, if you are going to price it a certain way, and, and if it doesn't get any traction. There's a good chance that uh, you're, you've overpriced this property. It's not generally about only about marketing, but we're at a sensitive price point in most luxury markets around the country right now. So I've been advising a lot of my clients who are agents around the, around the world to say, let's figure out the point of sensitivity. So that has been the conversation in a lot of living rooms, which is uh, where is the break point for sensitivity in pricing, because if we're getting a lot of looks and not getting any offers, there's probably a sensitivity component. So uh. when we can switch the languaging around, hey, we're, the market has grown in the last 24 to 36 months for these three reasons. Uh, people have been higher net worth. They feel excited in their, you know, wealthier in their portfolios. They've bought a lot of properties. It's driven prices up. Prices are, so the market's just a little bit more sensitive than it was before. How, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, how do you want to play this, right? And so now it allows us to have a much more strategic conversation as opposed to telling them that, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, your home's not worth the $14 million. It actually gives us a chance to have a more, you know, uh, a collaborative conversation around pricing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Very, no, very, very good points. 
having those dialogues are really important, right? Managing the seller's expectations before the listing, but also throughout the listing is really communication is important. And I'm seeing a lot of agents could, you know, strengthen that portion of, 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 you know, their skill sets is communicating and managing, managing the seller's expectations. Yeah, you're, you're spot on. And the interesting part of that, I don't know why, I think the average, the average agent uh, starts to feel uh, somewhat out of sorts when they, ha- when, they, when they need to tell the client the truth. And I think it's okay. I just think, it's a, I think that's a seller, a, a cl- agent's mental block. And the number one thing, and I know you coach this, Michael, in your, in your certification programs, is when we are presenting value to clients, clients look at us as advisors. So if we tell our if, as advisors, if we say, hey, you know, the average, the average sales price in this market is this, our home is priced, you know, could be priced here. If I brought a buyer, I would write an offer this way. This is the range. Should we, should we test it this way? Should we test it that way? I think the clients are looking to be led. They're, client, they're looking for advice. And our ability to structure that advice with confidence, I think, is where uh, clients really gravitate to the agent. So when three luxury agents walk into the living room, uh, the one that has more confidence and more swagger will win every time because they are the ones that you know really get drawn to like as a true advisor. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 so important is keeping you know keeping an open line, a true advisor, being honest, right? I mean, I tell clients all the time, you know, I'll be I'll be honest with you from day one. I might not tell you what you want to hear, but you're gonna you're, you're hiring me for results. But being honest and open line of communication. Uh, it's, it's really important. I feel like real estate is one of those industries that everybody knows somebody and they've heard of this story or this strategy. And, and there's a lot of Monday morning quarterbacks in real estate. So by keeping that open line of communication, you know, especially um, if the home doesn't sell right away. And I tell, when I speak across the country, I always tell people, Sharon, at some price point, the shift occurs from a seller's market to a buyer's market, and it's usually in luxury. But the, the shift occurs from a seller's market to a buyer's market. A buyer's market, homes sit on the market. The list-to-sale ratio decreases. Days on the market increase. And it, it's really in those price points that, you know, especially you have to keep an on- ongoing communication line open because anybody can be a rock star agent if a home sells in a week and you get multiple offers, but where you really earn your fees and you really earn those referrals and that high net worth price point is, you know, being likable, but more importantly, being trustworthy and trustworthy is communication and trustworthy is being an advisor and not a salesperson and letting them know that, Hey, we've, we've done a, we've done B, we've done C, the feedback has been this you know, the market has spoken because ultimately it doesn't matter what I think your home should be worth, Sure, hunt, and what, and what you think it should be worth. Ultimately, the market is going to tell us what it's worth. And in the luxury marketplace, you know, though, that, that many times, is, unfortunately, is, is a shocking number for many sellers in today's marketplace. Yeah, you know, Michael, you're spot on. And I'll tell you, the, the, you, you, you mentioned a really great point. I'll give you a, a kind of a 10-second highlight on how it's very easy to build uh, the trustworthiness rapport in a living room. Is, and it's one of my favorite topics. I've been in 248 listing appointments in the last 24 months, over a billion dollars in listings taken, over 95% success rate. And it's always been on one thing. It is, 
when hold, when hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. To you, that's nonchalant, no big deal-ish, or maybe you don't want to talk about. But let, let's 248 listing appointments in the last 24 months. Okay, so that's 10 a month, and 95%. Now let's break those numbers down. So for every 10, let's keep it simple. For every 20 listings appointments, you're going and you're getting 19 out of 20 or 95%. Correct. Wow, that is amazing. Yeah, so we went on 244, 248 appointments, and we won 234. Holy cow. That is an amazing conversion rate, because that's one of the things we tell people. There's three ways to sell more luxury homes this year. Number one is sell more homes, okay? And most people think, well, that's more work. But the thing I always tell people, it's not more work if you go on 10 appointments and you convert. You currently are getting seven out of those 10 to convert to a client, and if we can increase that conversion to 9 out of 10, those are more opportunities and you can sell more homes. So that is increasing your conversion rate. And you're at 95% plus. That is amazing. Hey there, it's Michael Lafito. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. If you are interested in signing up for our luxury listing specialist certification, or if you want additional information on how you can dominate selling higher-end homes in your marketplace, make sure you go to luxurylistingspecialist.com. Well, you know, here's the fun part, Michael. These are 94 point, These are 248 listing appointments that I've been on with other agents that uh, 100% of them have been cold, zero relationship. So this is, not a, this is not a warm referral. This would be a canceled and expired, a FISBO or an internet lead. Uh, or, or the, or, or some, or, or, a, or a come, you know, or potential come list me from, like, I did not have any personal relationship with the, with the sellers in any way. I never met him before. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, but here's the interesting part. Uh, you know, the, the, the interesting part is there is a, there is a formula, right? There is a, there's a process to this. And I, I, I see the same script in every single appointment. And a lot of times, as you and I talked about offline, sometimes agents are like, oh, scripting, whatever, right? You know, I, I have a good friend that says, if you don't script, you don't care. And here's the something that I use, which gives clients a lot of confidence. And I use this every single time. Client, agents think it's hokey, but clients love it. I say, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, there are 131 million housing units in the United States. California has 13.1 million housing units, about 10% of the, the country. Here in Orange County, we have 9, you know, 973,000 homes. This community here has 452 homes, of which, you know, on average, 14 homes sell a year. All seven homes have already sold, which means we probably have eight more homes that are going to sell this year. The average sales price trend is 1.7 million trending up every 3%. Now, would you like me to show you the five-step process we use to get the highest price possible in the lowest amount of time? Something like that, right? Something mm -hmm. like that. The, mm -hmm. the idea is to say, let me show you macro to micro that I understand this market really well. Let me show you I understand units, unit volume, how unit volume actually interacts in the local marketplace. Let me show you the trends. Because now, whatever I say after that related to velocity or pricing or supply trends or how something may be perceived is whatever I say is true because the last 10 facts that I spewed out that anyone else could have looked up, the seller doesn't know. So the seller is like, wow, if Sharon knows that at the top of his head, he must know my local market as well. And 
the goal is not to just spew that. The goal is to say, now that I've said, said all that, let me show you my five-step process in which we can launch your home. Then now they're like, oh, that's great, Sharon. Show me the five-step process because it seems like you know everything else. That, and I tell, I tell my agent, I was like, you've got to find a way to establish some kind of credibility because once you do that, everything that you say after becomes a lot easier. And otherwise it is, you know, me just showing my own track record, which is fine because everyone wants to brag, but the bragging is irrelevant to the client. What the client wants to know is that you just know the stuff inside out. I mean, that, that, that was very powerful, what you just shared. So I, I tell agents all the time, grow your knowledge and your confidence will grow. So grow the knowledge of your local numbers and what's trending nationally. And, and so you, 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 you just off the top of your, your head, you know, you banged out some numbers, some data, some analytics, and you help position yourself as the expert, as a leading authority. So it's really important for you agents to understand what, you know, your local numbers and what high-end and luxury starting price points start at because the, you want to manage your expectations. Understanding num- numbers is really important. I just saw a statistic the other day from Stefan Swinepool and the T3 Summit. They were just talking about, you know, M- MLS, how many MLSs and associations and realtors by state. And I literally was doing my Texas rodeo tour, so to speak. I had a certification training in Dallas and Houston, and, and then I had meetings in Austin. And, and literally, for example, I had all these numbers at the top of my head because it's very difficult to stand out against the competition. If you go down, if, you, if you've been to Las Vegas and you go down the Strip, there's so many ads going on. Well, real estate, there's, what, 1.4 million of us at Realtors. It's difficult to stand out. In Texas, for example, when I was doing this training, there was 113,000 real estate agents and over 74 associations. And so when I'm speaking to them, like, what are you going to do to stand out over the other 113,000 agents? I think in California, there's over 188,000 agents. So what are you going to do to stand out and be memorable? And you hit them up with some good data and I'd recommend that you have some visual of this data, whether it be a slide or something that can leave behind so they can digest it because that right brain guy, he might get it, but that left brain guy is analytical or girl. And so you want to don't just cite something or name it, but, but, but also maybe leave a visual. But that is powerful, the statistics that you banged out. And again, over 95% conversion rate. Wow, that, that's awesome. Uh, thank you. I, I, this is kind That's of an extra gold nugget. That's a bonus item. We weren't even going to be talking about this, but you just banged that out so quick, Sharon. I had to come back to that and stop you in your tracks. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. I, that's my passion project. So we, uh, I, love, I, love, I love teaching and coaching and sharing on the listing presentation because no one's really decoded that. And um, I have, that, that's kind of my baby. So I, I love doing, I love sharing about that. Maybe we'll do that another time. Yeah, that would be another great topic. You know, our certification is 14 modules, our luxury listing special certification. And uh, we teach it live, but we also teach it uh, where, you know, people, you know, invest in the money and, and they, they, they put their credit card down and we, get, we send them a username and password and they have unlimited access on our current platform where they can watch the videos and our trainings. And the average module 
is over half an hour long. However, our longest module is module seven, which is the, the listing presentation. And that's where agents always ask us for more information because I feel like there's so many agents have limiting beliefs, Sharon, unfortunately, and so they don't go on that big listing or they don't even solicit or they don't even want to go on it because of the what-ifs are holding, up, holding right. them back. I had an agent last year, a Keller Williams agent out of the Dallas market, and she sat through my certification training, and two months later, she said, Mike, before your class, I would have never gone on a million-dollar listing appointment, and but now I have a $5.1 million listing appointment thanks to your class. And, and so the, the guy still hasn't relisted it yet. She's talking to him. It's been a year. There's a lot, a lot longer incubation period with some of these luxury clients, but it's growing your, your, your knowledge and your confidence will grow. And um, so very, you know, you, a lot of good nuggets there for every agent, whether you're a veteran agent or, or newbie agent, but let's make the shift a little bit. I want to be respectful of your time. And, and, you know, we try to keep all these to around 30 to 40 minutes long, our podcast. And so one of the things we want to talk about is is developing an exit strategy. So if you're a yep. broker owner, a team leader, or somebody that aspires to grow a team, as you know, teams are really big buzzwords now. And talk, talk to us a little bit about developing a, an exit strategy. And, and, you know, we had talked a little bit about components of a saleable business yep. offline. Um, talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, for sure. So, so uh, I um, I say this from experience because I've helped multiple teams and small brokerages, um, you know, get ready and 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 have a, have a sale. We actually sold our business as well. So I'm talking from experience on a lot of these. I may I may not be spot on, but these are all kind of war stories. There are two big questions. If you are a broker, owner, manager, or a growing team, or even an individual agent, I always ask these two big questions. Number one. Who's the potential buyer? Number two, why do they care? If we can answer those two questions, Michael, it, everything becomes really easy. Like, who is the buyer? You know, is, is Cole Banker and NRT going to buy me? Or is my competitor down the street going to buy me? Who is the buyer? And why do they care? And generally, people care for three reasons. They care because they want speed. They say, hey, I'd rather buy Michael Lafito's business today versus building it on my own. So they want, they want speed. Number two, they're like, oh, I'd rather, I want to buy you know, Michael Lafito's business because he already has amazing systems in place. I can take the leads that I already have and shove it into his existing systems and generate results. That's number two, efficiency. And number three is what we call mindshare. So Michael, say you, are, you and I are the number one and number two agents in our marketplace. And I, for example, say I'm retiring. I would, you, you would love to buy my business because you just want the mindshare that I have with the community, you just want that. So you just want to buy it up front. So those are the two big questions. It is one, who is the buyer? And two, why do they care? If we can answer those two questions, Michael, then it gets very easy. Um, that leads us to number two. And I'll, I'll do these four components and I'll, I'll pause because I know you, you'll, you'll guide the conversation better than I. Everyone asks me, okay, so I get it. Uh, I think so-and-so is my potential buyer or I have two or three potential buyers. Here's why I think they will buy. And I say, great, what are they going to buy? What are the components of the business they are going to buy? So there's, I always think that there are four components of a business. Number one is people. So can they just buy? It's a lot of big brokerages want to buy another set of brokerage, another smaller brokerage. So Douglas Elliman bought Telus Properties. They got 600 agents overnight. That's really great because now it would have taken them 10, 12 years to build that. There's people. 
Number two, there's process. So say, Michael, you have a really great lead generation, lead follow-up system, and I, it's going to take me three years to build it. Well, maybe I want that right away. Process. Number three, platform. Uh, maybe I have, a, I have a friend whose name is Chris Spiker. He is one of the top teams in the Maryland market, and his team will do you know, several hundred million a year. However, people have offered to buy his team just because of their like three, I don't know, like 1,300 uh, five-star Zillow reviews because they just have a platform. Right, which is amazing. Chris just said we got this to do better on our conversion, but we didn't realize that this thing is just an asset because all the eyeballs are going to just pages and pages and pages. Like thirteen hundred people cannot be wrong, is what his clients say, which is pretty amazing, right? And the last one is motivation. Like, why do you actually want to sell it? Do you want to stay on and help grow it? Do you just want to exit? So I always evaluate this with you know the four pieces, which are people, process platform and motivation. And Michael, if you don't mind, um, I'm happy to, in the show notes, I'm happy to give uh, your team all the slides uh, oh, that please. we did in our presentation. Oh, and then awesome. people can go to your show notes and they can download the slides. And if they have questions, they can ask you or me and we're happy to, happy to help them with it. But uh, I think it's a lot easier when you have the slides in front of you to kind of think through, uh, think through all of yes. this. I'm a big believer in visuals, um, you know, show and tell. We're in a show and tell industry. And, you know, a good reminder for agents when you're at a listing appointment or working with buyers, good visuals really hammer home the point. You know, Steve Jobs was great at this, right, with his presentation secrets. But, but absolutely, um, if, you know, if you give us authorization to share those, um, I know our, our listenership w- would love it. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm happy to share the slides. And uh, if people have, and I'll leave, I'll leave my contact information on it. So if, if someone is thinking about selling and kind of want to, you know, share some ideas, you know, this is our chance to pay it forward. So I'm, I'm very happy to do that. Um, you also asked me, you said, hey, uh, to hit on the, the three models of, of potential exits, uh, everyone is probably listening and saying, okay, I think I want to sell my business. I think hopefully I would like to sell it in 10 years. I think I know who may buy it. How does it work? Like, who, what, what, give me the details, Sharon. Like, that's what they're thinking right now. And I will give you the, uh, uh, we'll, we'll touch on the mo- three models at a very high level, Michael. I think that these are the three models that I have seen actually done and executed in the past. So um, I'll walk through the three models. So the first one is the buyout model. The buyout basically says, um, uh, hey, Michael has a business. It does really well. Sharon wants to come and buy Michael's business. Awesome. Hey, Michael, uh, here is, you know, $500,000. And I expect you to consult, you know, for the business and help me with the business for a two-year period. And I'll pay you $10,000 a month. And, but I keep, I keep all of the commissions. So uh-huh. a general buy, that's, that's very, it's very common, especially on a team level, because if there is a retiring agent and if there's anybody out there, you know, like we call them the young bucks, right? They're young bucks out there who've been in the business five years, you have a growing team and you know, there's a potential retiring agent in your neighborhood. Give them the gift of retirement. Give them the gift of retirement. Go and say, Hey, listen, here's, here's who I am. Here's who you are. I want to preserve your name in the community. Let me, let me buy you out. And here are some different models. Uh, why don't I write you a check up front and you consult with me? Like that is the number one kind of buyout model. But a lot of times, Michael, they don't have, most young bucks don't have the ability to write a half a million dollar check to buy out the retiring agent. Right. right. And so model number two is what we call the licensing model. The licensing model is we say, Hey, for year one, you 
you know, uh, I get, I as the buying agent get 25%, you get 75%. And I'll do all the work. For year two, we'll, we do 50-50. And for year three, I get 75, you get 25, and then I pay you a referral fee for 10 more years. Or something like that where... Some kind of no sliding cash. scale, if you will. Exactly. There's no cash exchanged on day one, but it creates a partnership. And the partnership is interesting because for folks that are unsure of whether that will work, Michael, is that, so let's say you and I get into a partnership and I am the retiring agent. You tell me, hey, Sharon, for the first year, I, you know, you keep 75, I keep 25. And I'm like, okay, well, if, if it doesn't work, I can cancel the contract. I can go back to doing my thing. It's a very, uh, it's a very low risk way of trying to do a partnership and not breaking the bank and not coming out of pocket for cash and really combining the businesses together. So I think that is model number two. And when I share the slides, it'll make a lot of sense. And model number three, which is as an entrepreneur, this is my favorite model. It's called the private equity model. And it essentially says, um, we call it two bites of the apple. So you take one bite. So I say, Michael, here's $100,000 um, because for the business you've built. Join, join me. Let's put these businesses together. Hopefully our businesses together are worth a lot more. And then in five years, I'll buy you out again. And I've seen that happen where you get an earnout like buyout where you get some money up front and you get the money later. And we call the two bites of the apple. The interesting part though, Michael, is you would be shocked as to how many agents right now have no idea how they're going to, quote, retire, how they're going to get out of the business. I actually have an agent right now who wants to move from Southern California to Northern California, and she's just going to shut down her practice. I mean, she makes, <laughs> makes $350,000 a year as a solo agent. Like, I'm sorry, I think that's decent money, right? Yeah. $350,000 a year as a solo agent, no assistant, and she's just going to shut it down. And I said, oh, my gosh, like, don't do that. Like, let me show you how to actually take your book of business partner with someone else and you get paid for life. And Michael, she started to cry when I was, when I was explaining this to her and she said, Sean, if you can architect something like this, you know, my family and you will change the very financial bloodline of my family. That's something. I mean, it was amazing. I think if there's any message, Michael, that you and I want to share with everyone is that just because it is a commission based business or a transaction based business, don't forget that you've built like years of goodwill and systems and knowledge and, and processes. There's a, Don't there's someone out that. there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So even if not anything else, at least know that there is an opportunity and it's way easier planning for it. Now it's way easier. If someone said, I want to retire at the end of 2018, that's tougher. Like you're not going to get the entire value, but if someone said, I want to plan for, you know, me exiting the business slowly in a five year period, Oh my gosh, we could do so much that can help a person like that. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Well, that's really what it's about. Um, is, is, you know, it's helping people getting the message out there. If you build systems and processes and, and people know you like and trust you, you know, why walk away that, you know, building into your exit strategy, you know, and thinking about your exit strategy, ahead of time. And um, on, on some of these slides, you go into more depth. Um, is that correct? You know, Michael, slides, you yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm still yeah. there. So these slides yeah. that, that, that we provide um, will provide, you kind of go into a little bit more depth through some of the, the strategies, correct? Yes, of course. And it'll just kind of break out, hey, what is the strategy? How does it potentially work? And it just gives you a quick illustration of 
you know, a sample case study. So you can, mm-hmm. you can put some numbers to real words. And so it's not just a conceptual idea. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I mean, wealth of knowledge. I mean, I knew it was going to be amazing. I was I'm blown away with, you know, some of the other topics that we went off and, and it was just like golden nuggets. I'm like, I, I can't pass these by Sharon. So, so, so thank you. Developing an exit strategy, you know, just to kind of bullet point. Now tell me a little bit, one of the things I want to hear more about is um, your new position, obviously with Kingston Lane. Tell us a little bit more about Kingston Lane, where uh, the listeners can find out more about Kingston Lane and um, what the best way for them to, to get in touch with you. As, as you mentioned, for more information about you, they can just go to Sharon.com, but uh, that's S-H-A-R-R-A-N.com. But uh, tell us a little bit more about Kingston Lane and the best way they, for, for anyone that would like to get in touch with you. Um, please. Yeah, of course. Thank you. So, so um, out of my last kind of seven years of working with agents and uh, around the world, I figured out, Michael, that the, there was one thing that was the the one common problem or point of friction was execution. And what I mean by that is. Uh, an agent, I would talk to an agent about potentially geographic farming and the, and, and the agent would say, well, I'd love to do some Facebook ad to generate some leads. And I say, great. You know, by the time we talk next week, let's, you know, let's go ahead and do that. And I would see this, uh, this, this, this sense of fright and terror in their eyes that they had to go figure out how to execute on this plan. Or, uh, you know, if, if I would tell an agent, hey, let's start an email marketing campaign. Now the agents will say, okay, well, what do I send? What email provider do I use? How do I get my graphics ready? How do I upload my list? Is, is, how do I manage, uh, you know, when, do I send it out on a Thursday or Wednesday? Do I send it out at noon or four? Oh, and if I got responses, how do I do? What do I link it back to? There are all these operational questions that came about. And I believe that agents do really, really well when they're not stressed out. And I found that operationally, agents get stressed out very easy. So if you're an agent listening and you feel operationally stressed out, Kingston Lane is a platform for you. In, the best part is uh, we have a free version of the platform. And the idea, Michael, is push button execution. So for example, you would click three buttons. You would say, I want to do a digital farming campaign. I want to do it in 90210. And I want it to start tomorrow. You would click enter and you're done. That's it. It would just it would just do the farming for you. If you wanted, you know, email marketing, you would press three buttons. You would say, "I want email marketing to my list." You would upload your list. You would click send. You're done. We build the we build the email pieces. We go get to the service providers. We create the email marketing campaigns. We link it back to your web pages. We do all of it. We just want to make sure you want it's three buttons. It, it, you wanna you have a coming soon campaign. You put press three buttons and you're done. And it's, we want to make everything three to four clicks only. And so the entire platform is built to get three to four clicks to get agents to not stress out so that they can drive more business. So the entire platform is push button, everything. There's nothing on the platform that requires the agent to do any work just to tell us what they want done. So everything is push button execution. So agents should just jump on. It's crazy to not even get a, you should get a free account. It's kingstonlane.com, just the way it's spelled, kingstonlane.com. And it's a free account. And the best part I will tell you, Michael, is, over me and my partner, Steve Olson, who was a, one of the top coaches in the world for the Tom Ferry organization, he coached over a billion dollars in, in annual production. He and I sat down and we wrote 
one action plan every single day. So essentially, you get an email every morning that says, copy, paste the script and put it on Facebook. Copy, paste the script and send it to uh, your, your past clients. Make this call, make this video. They're very like one to two minute ideas. And we, if not anything else, agents should get a free Kingston Lane account so that they get what we call our daily action plan. We just send it for free. We send out a daily action plan to every single person who is a member of Kingston Lane for free via email that basically says, here's your action for today. And we, in the last five, we've only been alive 10 days now. In the last 10 days, we've seen people uh, get listing appointments, get buyer sales, put people, homes under contract, reactivate leads just by using our daily action plan. So if you do nothing else, just get a free KingstonLane.com account and just get the daily action plan because, Love it. Uh, and if you follow that every single day, it'll automatically see kind of momentum in your business. Love it. I mean, again, give, give, give. I mean, just great content. I can only imagine all the free content and, and, and ideas that you're going to get from Kingston Lane. Um, so I appreciate that. If somebody wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way? Yeah, it's Sharon.com. Every, every, uh, every way to get a hold of me is, is there. Perfect. And uh, if, you are, if anyone is on Instagram, that's like just direct message on Instagram. I probably yep. you know, take that more than I look at my email. So happy to be helpful <laughs> yep. to any of your uh, – happy to be helpful to any listener and, and, and share and grow in any way possible. Well, that's awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So, again, this concludes another Luxury Listing Podcast. If, again, if you have a guest that you think would be great or a topic that we haven't covered – please email me, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com. For more information on our certification, you can just go to luxurylistingspecialist.com or our book is on Amazon, luxurylistingspecialist.com. And I do have a free gift, first podcast we're doing this on, but if you text, uh, the, if you text the word Lux, L-U-X-E, to 72,000, so you, on your phone you, you type in 7200 and, and send a text message uh, with the word Lux, you will get three free gifts, including our ultimate, our ultimate listing blueprint, our 56-point video checklist, and a free three-part video series. So text the word LUX to 72000. My name is Michael Ofito. You guys have been great. Again, iTunes and Stitcher, Luxury Listing Specialist, or you can go to LuxuryListingPodcast.com. My name is Michael Ofito, and remember to prove them wrong. Take care. <laughs>